Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to DAVCAT. And if you're listening to the audio version, welcome to DAVCAT 43 Fights Fascism. So I was saying, as per usual, there's a lot to cover. Uh, impeachment hearings, public ones, have just begun. And not everybody will have had time to listen to that. People have jobs. Myself on the other side of the world, I was asleep. Somebody's saying politics is bad for the soul, which sounds like a mutable concept at this point because you get involved in politics when you realize that to ignore politics is to ignore escalating threats, not only to your own communities and your own country, but to your way of life and to your family. So Trump poses an existential threat to all of us around the world. He has the codes to nuclear weapons, and he's not even acting in the interest of protecting America. He's acting in the interest of preserving his own uh, wealth, importance, power, and prestige. So, yes, fascism is bad for the soul, as Bronte points out. I've just muted somebody for saying thank you for caring for me. But the truth is, I don't care for that particular person and their interjections, which are kind of distracting. Most interjections are topic relevant. Hi, hi, Carter. Jimmy Carter's in hospital, I believe, at the moment, having had uh, surgery to relieve pressure on his brain. But that's not strictly pertinent, other than to say, ha, nostalgia for presidents who at least acted in their own country's national interests, as opposed to using their country's national interest as a bargaining chip to exchange for personal favours. So Trump uh, extorted the Ukrainian president in order to uh, advance a narrative that would allow him to stay in power for longer. Trump extorted Ukraine to help him sell to the American public a story that Russia didn't uh, attack America, that Russia isn't attacking America, when that is the opposite of the truth. U.S. intelligence services have all pronounced that Russia attacked the U.S., that Russia continues to attack the U.S. Well, exactly. It's unlikely that Trump will be out there building homes for Habitat in his declining years. He's already in his declining years, and with any luck, he'll be in prison but at this point, a lot of people would just find it a relief if he fled the US and took refuge uh, in Russia. So uh, I was hoping to talk a little bit about the fact that Trump jeopardizes the world, not just by having access to the nuclear codes and a lack of principles and an interest in warfare, provided it benefits him, uh, Trump also jeopardizes the world because he's sabotaging international cooperation on the topic of climate change. So he's not just deadly to American hopes of uh, dampening, mitigating against climate change problems and reducing supercharged wildfires. He's making that all likely to continue happening for all of us and to exponentially increase because when the biggest superpower in the world withdraws from the Paris Climate Accord, everybody loses commitment because it's all much less worthwhile for everybody to participate in that accord. So yes, Trump has sabotaged international cooperation. A troll like that I will only mute rather than block because uh, 
Who knows, if they're capable of forming a multi-word sentence, maybe they're capable of responding to evidence, although statistics would say unlikely. People have very fully fleshed out uh, cognitive protection systems whereby their, their own set of beliefs has legs to it, they've been uh, exposed to enough chanting on 4chan, enough uh, emotionally rewarding uh, self -mas intellectual masturbation on various uh, right-wing platforms that they congratulate themselves every time they say something in favour of Trump, every time they own the libs as it were. It's all a game to them. We don't really hope to change them. We hope to change the people around them to say, stop enabling those douchebags. We don't want to burn with them. We don't want uh, our planet to be in a position of runaway climate change. We don't want to continue zooming past all those planetary tipping points that won't ruin the planet. The planet will still exist as a hunk of rock with some type of life forms or other inhabiting it. The biosphere will cease to be hospitable to human life in as short a period as a number of decades because we still need to eat food. And regardless of how many iPhones we invent, we can't iPhone invent ourselves a way out of requiring sustenance and requiring replenishment of our water levels. We need water to drink and food to eat. And no, there's no app around that. That's the complacency that we're in. We have the uh, callousness of wealthy people in a collective sense. I'm not saying you individually are a callous, wealthy person, but overall as a species, uh, those of us who live in industrialized nations are rendered comfortable by our surroundings and it becomes more distant for us to grapple with the problems of uh, runaway climate change and a superheating atmosphere. We are not the people at the coal face of uh, agricultural farming practices where uh, increased temperatures are jeopardizing crops or increased temperatures are causing more flooding, more wildfires, more hurricanes, more tornadoes, and more severe, all of the above. So because we're more removed from our food sources, it's easier for us to forget our essential inherent dependency on them. We need food. And we don't always see where our food is produced. We don't always see the difficulties involved, the increasing difficulties involved uh, in that process. And we don't every day talk to scientists who will tell us that those uh, processes are all in jeopardy, that whatever we've heard so far from scientists about the pace and um, scale of escalating climate change has been far, far undersold to the public. So Venice is flooding, and not just flooding, it's flooding for the second time in, in four years, and previously it had flooded uh, four times in 800 years. Uh, there was just a, a news conference with uh, maybe six former fire chiefs in Australia who had all attempted to gain a meeting with the Prime Minister and they had been rebuffed multiple times. Australia, as you may have heard on the international news, is experiencing unprecedented unprecedented levels of property destruction and uh, danger to everybody because of wildfires that are essentially very difficult for firefighters to uh, put out because the temperatures are so high, the ground is so dry, all of the exacerbating factors, the drought, um, there's been no rainfall at the moment, 
always across Australia, there's one place in which it's raining, at least one place. So for the first time yesterday, there were no places in Australia that experienced rainfall. And these conditions, as you can imagine, are making all of our rainforest so-called because it typically has rainfall. The trees are tall enough, they attract clouds and rain ensues. That rain is not ensuing. It is too hot cloud patterning is being affected and we are burning. I am personally safe from fires. Thank you so much for asking. Is that a, is that a spam um, link that Tucker11 is posting? Because if it is, let's, let's block him. And if it's not, Tucker, please, um, we'll, we'll wait a second. We'll, we'll give him a chance. Or did you already check it out, Paul? Is it a spam link? It probably is, isn't it? Uh, so... Yes, this conference I was very heartened by, even though it's still terrifying to listen to, because it's a group of elderly white men. And people do trust elderly white men. They are typically the people in our society who have been entrusted with doing things. So as much as I'm a feminist and argue that women have the capacity and the potential to do things, especially when allowed the opportunity, but these white-haired white men collected in front of a microphone and said, we are concerned for not only ourselves, but for our children and grandchildren, uh, because the government seems averse to mentioning the term climate change. Current fire chiefs are being forbidden to use the term climate change. And climate change is evidently a factor in what's happening and one that we need to acknowledge and plan for and seek to address. So let's see what those fire chiefs said. I made some notes They said that typically bogged areas help uh, firefighters. Firefighters are being asked to deal with uh, a fire situation that used to be two months and is now a fire season, a bushfire season that extends up to six months. So the people on the front lines of risking their lives to help save Australian lives and Australian homes are being depleted beyond all imagination. Uh, They're being asked to, there are volunteers who give up time at, at their places of employment, there are firefighters who are paid, who are still struggling with being under-resourced. The fire chief said they wanted tankers like they had in California that can just drop massive amounts of water or fire retardant on um, people. Oh, yes, imperiling the lungs of firefighters as well, the lungs and the lives. So even if they survive or aren't obviously hurt, they could be carrying within them organ damage that will uh, lessen their life. Oh, a troll. But trolls should be uh, shunned and condemned very vociferously at the moment because they are literally criminals now who are jeopardizing all of our, all of our lives. Uh, somebody asked for my thoughts on Nikki Haley. Uh, H-A-L-E-Y is how you spell Haley, actually. Uh, she's, um, she's a liar uh, and she previously... Um, acknowledged that Trump was lying about the reasons for not producing his his tax returns. He said it was because he's under audit. Nikki Haley said, as an accountant, I can tell you that's not the case. There's no audit that would prevent you from releasing your tax returns. So, uh, yes, that's Nikki Haley. She's now saying she finds the president to always be truthful, uh, presumably because she's angling for the opportunity to be president herself. That's okay. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to judge you. I am always proud of myself for knowing something about American politics. That's all. That was just uh, p- 
pure posturing on my part. I apologize. But at the same time, I'm still happy to share knowledge. Spelling of politicians' names is not very relevant knowledge, but there we go. To return to the topic of climate change uh, and these fire chiefs, this was Australia's equivalent of the impeachment hearings. A group of respectable people being in front of a microphone saying, this is a problem, i.e. the government is betraying the citizens of Australia, betraying their, their oaths of office, as it were, uh, betraying their duty. And this shows that we have two problems. We not only have climate change, we have escalating fascism around the world as a, as a scandal, a secondary problem that's being cultivated by people with money who can't countenance the change that is needed to protect our futures, to protect our present from severe and escalating uh, natural, natural extreme weather events and to protect us from a future where these things not only continue in a linear level because things are already bad, but escalate in severity to imperil more and more of us. So at this point, we need to be just uh, putting up a hand in the face of, of trolls and climate change deniers at this point. They, whether willing or unwillingly or unknowingly, are agents of Putin and a global collaboration of corrupt thieves, uh, thieves of our future, thieves of our children's time, thieves of our children's food supplies, water supplies and life chances. Uh, and they're motivated to perpetuate their own profit margins because uh, humans are very goal-orientated creatures and wealthy people are like anorexics who just want to be thinner. They will pursue wealth and instead of it being an anorexic damaging their own uh, chance of existence, they're jeopardizing and imperiling all of us and all of our lives and all of the lives of our children. My children are unlikely to be able to have children in the type of world uh, that will follow if we stay on our current trajectory. So either we change what we're doing now, either we stand up against the global conspiracy to deceive the public and to try to refocus the public on nationalism and anti-migrant sentiment instead of acknowledging climate change as the real threat to all of us, uh, as long as that happens and stays on that trajectory, yes, my children will be too busy fighting for their own lives to even think about bringing children into this world. So all of those anti-abortion activists who uh, pretend they care about people are the ones who are voting for Trump, who are literally contributing to increased peril for all of us that might mean our children don't ever have the opportunity to have families of their own, to have secure, happy family lives. Now, when I say a global conspiracy, yes, Putin is the richest uh, fossil fuel business um, oligarch in the world because he gets a cut of all of the wealthy uh, oil, gas and coal barons in, in the USSR. Now, the other people, there are Australian mining magnates. It's essentially a coalition of convenience between everybody who's so wealthy that they control, can control and influence media outlets to deceive the public, to contribute to organisations that actively deceive the public and actively 
seek to divert the public's attention away from real problems into fake problems. So falsely inflame a culture war based on half-truths. It's true that there are trans rights campaigners who say, uh, yes, it's, we are people too and we deserve human rights. And then wealthy, uh, the wealthy co-conspiratorial group of uh, anti-climate change action people will say, oh, your way of life is under threat. White men may, may lose confidence or men in general may lose confidence and we need confidence just as much as we need air and water to drink. And in a way, they have a point. People do need confidence to... Uh, to operate in this world. Uh, psychological parts of our lives are just as critical to our ability to function as food and water because we've all heard of somebody who's so depressed that they literally cannot function. Uh, so yes, white supremacists believe that they can get this source of power from despising other people along fake, uh, arbitrarily constructed racial racial lines. So that's how they get their daily sustenance of uh, fake superiority. They call themselves racial pragmatists and every instance of misbehavior or misconduct by a person of color they seize upon to put into their belief system using confirmation bias to themselves to say our beliefs in our racial superiority are valid. And we should go into positions of power and we should have secret societies where you're uh, vetted for membership, you pay $5 dues. This is all buy-in for white supremacy. This is how you build a movement. You vet people, you make them feel special, accepted. When they pay some of their own money, uh, it's like this is the reason why people pay for gym memberships. They think if I put my money where my mouth is, action will follow. And it works when you have a, a group of people organized around a particular ideology. So white supremacists and uh, who else? Religious extremists who are experiencing a backlash to social progress. So they resent um, marriage equality. They resent more flexible gender roles so that women might feel that they can participate in the workforce. They might feel that they are just as good as a boy at maths. Uh, this is all challenging to people who need these fake constructs to keep themselves going forwards with the confidence they think they deserve to have. Uh, people are addicted to fake confidence, well, to their confidence they derive from fake theories of superiority. This is really the key to understanding everything that's happening in the world right now. Uh, nationalism resurging around the world. People think that they can respond to the apocalyptic threat of climate change by saying, right, we'll build walls, we'll hunker down. There is no place you can hunker down to protect you from climate change. There is no bubble you can go into to protect you from increasingly scarce water and food supplies. Evangelicals can deny climate change by claiming that God is powerful and God made the flood and he promised he wouldn't do that again. So we're safe from any climate-related disasters because anthropogenic climate change is not possible because we human beings are so pitiful compared to an all-powerful, all-loving God. An addictive, confidence-boosting philosophy of life that is contributing 
to the imperilment of all of us. Uh, let's see, I have some uh, tweets that I have been saving, so I will have a look. All right, um, I will I will go to the impeachment hearings a little bit because uh, a lawyer called Elizabeth de la Vega tweeted, if anybody wants to be technical or legally accurate about these statements by Gordon Sondland to William Taylor, they are co-conspirator statements in furtherance of a conspiracy. Under federal regulations evidence R801D2E, this type of statement is not hearsay. So there you go. Um, who wants to join a group where we find the best of Twitter, the best of just people being authorities on Twitter, lawyers giving valuable insights? You're not finding it on MSNBC necessarily. That's just people blathering. What if we find the best tweets on Twitter and we collect them and circulate them in a newsletter to people to say this is not necessarily the be-all and end-all, but this is um, a good source of information about uh, ways to counteract all the disinformation. What if we put together a group of people who who share and circulate the best the best responses to Trump brand fascism? I'm down for that. Uh, <laughs> I had the suggestion. Did I tell you yesterday to have a name of together for such a group until my friend pointed out to me that's too masturbatory in uh, in character so can't have that anybody got suggestions of a group ah Trevor Noah already has a collection that's good what does Trevor Noah collect uh Somebody pointed out on Twitter, someone called John Whitehouse, that the three people most important to Trump's immigration policies are arguably Stephen Miller, Lachlan Murdoch and Rupert Murdoch. So I'm, I'm here to oppose Rupert Murdoch. He's ruining my country uh, of Australia. And Stephen Miller has been outed in terms of his emails have been published in which he shares links to white supremacist organisations. He uses a white supremacy novel and then another journalist has come forward today to say all journalists who worked in D.C. would get weekly multiple unhinged racist rants from Stephen Miller, who was at that time acting as Jeff Sessions' uh, spokesperson. So he was already conducting unhinged racist rants. Uh, and that wouldn't surprise anyone who's, say, seen footage of Stephen Miller at a, as a high school student saying, and who else, like me, is sick of being asked to pick up our own trash when their janitor is employed to do that for us? So that dude has been uh, very antisocial in his, and anti-migrant in his sentiments for a long time, very racist. And yes, it's shameful as a Jewish person that Stephen Miller is Jewish, but I don't accept shame from other people's actions and I oppose racial constructs. So that's one way to deal with the backlash over um, white privilege is to say, yes, we should acknowledge as a structural concept white privilege exists, but do not accept personally uh, guilt. You're not being asked to. You're being asked to acknowledge something that happens, something that is destructive and damaging to people of colour 
now. You don't have to lose any sleep over feeling guilty for somebody else's actions. You have to uh, have an acknowledged a problem, commit yourself to um, being part of the solution or supporting people who have the most effective sounding ideas to tweak social structures and tweak organizations until they are less white privilege, black disadvantage uh, promoting. Before, before Trump ran for president, Stephen Miller was the spokesperson for Jeff Sessions, the extremely racist senator from Alabama. Is that where Jeff Sessions is from? Yes. And he was running again for senator in Alabama, even though Trump still has a grudge against him. And Sessions is trying to go, yes, yes, but I've always loved Trump. I've never opposed him or sought to harm him. These people are really all in for each other. And we don't have to find emails saying, yes, we're in a secret conspiracy together. They're in a conspiracy of convenience. Uh, so Rupert Murdoch and... Lachlan Murdoch, pay Tucker Carlson to nightly espouse the kind of uh, anti-migrant, racist, eugenicist, neo-Nazi sentiments that Stephen Miller has just been exposed as privately espousing in emails to Breitbart. Steve Bannon is also driven by the same type of burn the world because I don't want to see multiculturalism prosper. Uh, burn the world because I want to be credited with remolding it uh, with white men properly centered in their place. S Stephen Miller's, sorry, um, Steve Bannon's just yet another bad guy relishing his power, even as he uses that power to destroy the world. So he works around Europe now trying to whip up nationalism in European countries it helps Vladimir Putin the more NATO is weakened, the more European countries resort to nationalism rather than the cooperative spirit that was uh, founded in the ashes of all the destruction of World War II. Oh, Johnny, you are still on the side of the climate criminals and uh, go watch a video of white men. If you need white men to tell you where you're going wrong and you can't abhor logical sense if a woman is saying it, Go listen to the Australian fire, former fire chiefs today who had a joint press conference uh, pointing out that Australians are suffering, Australian lives are being lost, Australian homes are being burned down in unprecedented wildfires because of unprecedented temperature and drought conditions occurring as a consequence of climate change. And they say the government seems unable to say the words climate change. They have actively forbidden current uh, fire chiefs to say climate change out loud. Yes, uh, extreme Catholic extremists are against the Pope because he's uh, all in favor of a reduction of classism. And it's often classism that drives anti-abortion sentiments as well. That's people who enjoy despising the lower classes and enjoy despising women who need, need to limit, limit their family size, who maybe have struggled to afford effective contraception measures and have still, you know, recreationally participated in in sex that wasn't supposed to be pro procreative sex, and it has been, and then uh, they accidentally can, a family accidentally conceives a child and don't feel that they can support it. Those are the women primarily who need to avail themselves of abortion facilities, although women still need abortion from all walks of life. But the anti-abortion people are people who typically get off on saying, 
How, how dare you look after your own family? How dare you look after your own needs? Why not be virtuous and good like us and have as many children as you can? We can afford our children. Why can't you afford your own children, you terrible, terrible people? So there's classism driving uh, the pro-life, anti-reproductive rights movement, and we should talk about that more. So when people oppose the Pope, the Pope's still anti-reproductive rights because Catholicism isn't currently currently completely standing on its head. But a lot of Catholic loyalists still oppose a degree to which the Pope is saying, yes, we should apologize for the institutionalized uh, predator protective practices of the Catholic Church. Plankman isn't a scientist. We are not in the middle of an ice age called the... <laughs> I just muted that person because I will not platform fake scientists. Uh, and I mean, yes, sure, maybe they're the 1%, but the 1% of scientists who aren't on board with the 99% consensus of climate change are, are people who are being paid to tell lies. Sure, 1% of scientists are corrupt people who are happy to tell lies to increase their personal prestige or wealth or power. Sorry, I can't um, have people comment in other languages here because I don't know what you're saying and I won't platform disinformation here. So yes, um, climate change can increase colder temperatures in certain areas because of the effects on things like the, the jet stream, the patterning of Gulf air. Uh, climate change is destabilizing our world. So yes, extremes, extreme events become more frequent, extreme conditions become more frequent. The polar vortex, again, a consequence of climate change. And we just have to ignore those strident, loud, ignorant voices saying, oh, well, it's cold, so climate change can't exist. I still have snow, climate change can't exist. Climate change increases the temperatures, which affect all sorts of complicated uh, weather patterning factors. Um, so if a jet stream is weakened and it habitually would have diverted cold air coming from the Arctic regions and that jet stream is no longer as strong so that the Arctic cold air reaches parts of America and you get a polar vortex, that's still a product of climate change. So Carter is saying he lives on the coast in uh, Rhode Island and you've had an increase in severe ocean storms. Yes, Uh Everybody living near a coast is, is going to be feeling the effects of climate change. So did I have a show of hands before about who, who might be on board with joining uh, a group of people willing to literally deputize themselves or be part of a movement for, uh, for counteracting disinformation? I mean, you'd think journalists would be, but journalists can still be pressured to preserve their careers. And current journalism operates on a mode of uh, access journalism. So if they don't uh, hide the fact that Stephen Miller sent racist emails every week, then they might not get an audience with Jeff Sessions and then they might be cut off from being able to do their jobs. So our job will not be to have access to politicians. Our job, thank you, Paul, I see your hand up there. Sorry, I should take the time out. Carter's in because he lives on the coast and you are losing your beaches. Yes, all of the sand erosion will be magnified. Good stuff. Well, if um, 
starting the journey of a thousand steps is begun with a single step. Jeff is in. Uh, excellent. Um, my direct messages are open. I'm thinking of starting a group on an app called Discord, which allows people to um, brainstorm collectively. Oh, or we could just have a Twitter group message start as well. Uh, yeah, where we can just brainstorm how to go about this. I have some people already on board. Uh, yeah, this is my goal. Everybody has different goals. There's lots of um, various movements, but yes, Greta is the face of uh, climate climate justice in that it is unjust for us all to just go quietly towards an, imagin an unimaginably uh, apocalyptic fate. We don't want to walk blindly into a Mad Max-style future where our children are fighting with other people for food or our children are living relatively comfortably but watching billions of people around the world perish. Yay, DJ, DJ, the past is in too. Excellent. Well, what I can do is I can make sure I follow you all on Twitter and then add you to a Twitter group. And then if we progress from there into a um, chat group on another app, we can talk about whether or not we want to do that. So I'm writing down names. DJ Pasta, Oral Carter. Jeppers 108 and I will try my best to add you all to a group. I already follow you on Twitter. Excellent. Yes, I probably already follow quite a few of you, uh, but I'm writing you down now so that I have an organized place to start off with for, yes, Paul. Did I say Paul? Paul, I'm adding you to a group too. Ah, yes, your Twitter is different, Jeff. Okay. Group chat. All right, everybody. Uh, I might go on YouTube and quickly do a video there as well. I know YouTube is a hotbed of uh, white nationalism, but not my videos. And I can still use that platform. I'm boycotting uh, bloody Facebook and Instagram, trying to wean myself off WhatsApp because they're owned by Mark Zuckerberg, who is, what's the opposite of an asset? He is a knife in the side of democracy, a very potent knife around the world, not just in the US, but in Australia. Yes, it was, it was great when Greta denied, uh, refused to accept an award because she wants the focus to be on science. But she is also a rallying point. Rose, I will add Rose. Thank you, Paul. Climate Defenders is one brainstormed name suggested by Carter. Climate Defenders. We will continue to brainstorm names. Thank you. We have somebody asking a question of where does all the climate tax money go? <laughs> you have a special climate tax, do you? That's nice. <sighs> no, I don't take, I don't accept random audio, um, people inviting themselves to talk. Uh, 
Mark Zuckerberg is dark. He accepted a great deal of Russian funding in 2009. So many people are owned by Russian interests. And for that reason, we have to look at the agenda of Russia. They, Putin welcomes climate change because uh, it thaws a lot of frozen Russian land, enabling him to derive more profit because he gets a cut of all the companies, the Russian-owned companies that drill for oil or mine for coal or drill for gas. He gets some of that money. And when you're addicted to acquiring more of something, having $200 billion is not enough. You want more. You're just goal-oriented. And like an anorexic person who starves themselves to death, Putin will continue to corrupt the world until he is dead, uh, until we are all dead. So, yeah. This is bigger than saying Captain Planet because... That cartoon, which some 80s children may remember, was focused on motivating us to want to save animals, etc. And we really need now, and the window of time available to us for this has shortened, we really need to be preserving what is left of a habitable biosphere for ourselves as a species. We've already uh, condemned multiple species to, to extinction. And extinction is accelerating because of what we're doing to the planet. These species are being uh, murdered by our activity, our industrialized activities, um, can we say negligently slaughtered en masse. So all of that caring about animals, people who care about animals are in for a world of pain. Those animals are all going to die as a consequence. The uh, aquatic life is being... Um, uh, jeopardized because of increased carbon present, present in the water, making uh, the water more acidic, um, making uh, shells thinner and um, less of a defense against predators, uh, changing food patterns. So when some of the ice melts underwater uh, and increases and releases salt into the water, it's apparently having an impact on nutrients uh, that were previously available to aquatic organis aquatic dwelling organisms in certain regions, those uh, nutrients are being dispersed now and those clusters of animals and sea creatures are going to die. So, yes, rose and koalas. Oh, 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 yes, we have a troll. It's funny because I like your account name, OK Boomer, saying this is the seventh time the world was going to end. It's just another tax. Yes, it's harder for people like OK Boomer to get traction with reasonable people now the more, <coughs> the more that people have a lived experience of uh, climate change. But also white men are speaking up now. So people listen to other people. Uh, who look like them more readily, who they identify with. And uh, so children will protest more seeing Greta and people will protest more saying that child has so much to lose in terms of decades of existence lost uh, because of the threat to her life of escalating climate change. But also white men who were holding out and saying, well, it's just greenies, it's just radicals, will see these bipartisan groups of white men who are now standing up to say, no, this is, we've reached a tipping point here. 
when some people start to speak out, that emboldens others. And for me today to see a group of elderly white white-haired white men stand up and say climate change is real and needs to be spoken about and needs to be acknowledged and addressed by governments and we need to have planning for the increasingly severe wildfires that are going to affect our country. We're already suffering from unprecedented fires that we are underprepared for, that the government has failed to prepare us for. Uh, These words will travel around the world and spark off more people speaking out. So we're going to do what we can now to amplify everybody who speaks out. We're not going to get stuck in victim blaming. We're not just going to say journalists didn't uh, report enough on Stephen Miller's racism. We're going to say there's a structural problem with American journalism that rewards access journalism, that rewards journalists who keep quiet about crimes. And if Republicans are committing more crimes and... um, violating more social norms, then they're benefiting from this silence and this access journalism system. We are going to speak out against the justice system. We don't have to deride individual police officers. We have to say there is a history and a institutionalized practice of over-policing people of color for minor infringements that white people are not arrested or indicted for at the same rate. So we are criticizing the justice system in America and the application of that justice system. With climate change, we aren't just saying, yep, there's some baddies in, um, in power. There's some baddie coal mining magnates and uh, in cahoots with media magnates to deceive the public about the extent of climate change, uh, the extent of the problems imperiling human existence. We are going to say... The system by which we all continue to enjoy our materialist culture uh, is threatening our own existence and the existence of our children. So we will talk about that at a systematic level. Because it's not that people are our enemies. Ultimately, harmful ideas are our enemies. Ultimately, maladaptive responses to problems are our enemies. And we want to push things towards adaptive responses to problems, pragmatic, adaptive responses. So that's all from me today. I've been talking for a while. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves and others. And I will hopefully be in touch to set up a group chat of people who want to take on this challenge of helping to communicate to people Um, effective ways of challenging the ideas and some of the the most powerful people spreading those ideas. Exactly. Indifference is our... Oh, that's a good one, Carter. I'm writing it down. Indifference is our enemy. We are seeking to rouse people from indifference and to highlight the very real threats that face us. Uh, Republicans are masters of confecting threats. So confecting threats to babies. Oh, the poor little babies that will suffer uh, when in reality they're undermining families by undermining women and and their reproductive rights and their bodily autonomy. Uh, But we are talking about real threats, not confected artificial threats. Um, Yes, people feel important when they take on the challenge of addressing a threat. They feel good when they seek to engage with a solution that pertains to a problem that's bigger than themselves and their own problems. Uh, 
that is a powerful motivating force for humans. And Republicans really know how to work with human psychology. And instead of complaining about their skills at exploiting human psychology, we too are going to work with human nature as effectively and efficiently and powerfully as we can. And we're going to study other people who've done that. Because Theodore Roosevelt, I heard a little bit of him speak the other day, and he spoke simply and he spoke powerfully. So we're going to model ourselves on that type of uh, community building, consensus building speech that rallies people around clearly expressed ideas and clear highlighting of, of threats uh, and clear highlighting of potential solutions. That's what we're going to do. Hi, Bronte. Thanks for tuning in. I'm going now. But uh, all the best. Have a great rest, everybody. Uh, tomorrow we will fight some more. And thanks for offering to work with me. Cheers, everybody. Bye. Oh, Bronte, um, I'm compiling a group list of people to be in on a group chat. Would you also like to be on this group chat? It's going to start on Twitter. It may migrate to another platform like a messaging service if we if Twitter doesn't uh, suit our needs. But yes, that's the plan. Thanks, Carter. Thanks for your contribution. Carter, I'm going to guess that it's n not your picture. Is it your picture in the comments? Because it just looks quite young. And maybe this is my ignorance in not recognizing a famous photo of a s something. But uh, you can tell me another time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Stay safe.